Forrester. Down the line to right. It's gone! Garrett Forrester walks it off for Oregon State! What happened? He just like benched like five of the starters. Four of them were all Americans. Big hit pop. Did he just do it? Yes, he did. This is loaded in the NCAA tournament. And he sends a drive to deep right. Elko, Grand Slam. Beer showers about. McGarry's 2-2 pitch to Lanzilli. Strike three called, and Virginia has completed a no-hitter tonight. Pushes a bunt to third. James to first. Hayes out. What a way to end it. And what a way to end a drought. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9-0. What is up, college baseball fans? Welcome to the weekend number seven recap of the 11.7 podcast. It's just the original duo here, myself and Dimitri. The OG crew, Des and Stoney, are off in spring training for Astros ball. But here we are, and we're going to cut right to the chase. I'm sure you guys have been waiting. We, we messed up this weekend, and we, uh, we want to apologize to our followers and fans. Um, we attacked another college baseball personality and we don't feel good abandoned. We took it over the top and made a fool of ourselves. We're not going to dive into too many details. Of course, we feel bad about it. It's not who we are. And all of our OG listeners, they know who we are and they know that we're not, not the type of people to do this. Just kind of got it carried over the top and I'm going to leave it at that. Dimitri, do you have anything you want to say about the incident before we move on? Um, not really. I mean, am I proud of it? No. Um, is this something that necessary? No, we don't need to attack other people. Um, it, it, it happened. Um, it sucks that we have to deal with it. Um, we're going to move on. I mean, you know me, I'm here just for college baseball. I enjoy covering the game and that's what we're going to do. We're going to keep on doing that. Yeah. I mean, it, it can suck because I felt like it was unnecessary drama that didn't need to happen. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, Hopefully it didn't tarnish us. And um, if you guys are a longtime fan or even a new listener and you guys want to talk to us about it, feel free to send us a DM. We've been talking with people that have DM'd us throughout the whole weekend. Um, I can promise it won't happen again, right? Like it's not going to – we're not going to no, be doing anything no, like that no ever reason. again. <laughs> no, there's no reason. We got pissed. We got carried away. Um, do, are we on the wrong? Yes. But, yeah, yeah I mean, no, it's not going to happen again. I don't want it to happen because it sucks. When you get backlash from something like that, it sucks. Mm -hmm. and whether it you're right or wrong it happens it doesn't feel good and uh hey i will say one thing though to people like dave portnoy or any of those big celebrities that deal with this on a daily basis i don't no know matter how what it. no matter what they say <laughs> i don't I, they must just become numb to it like i don't know how they do it it's crazy to me like i mean yeah. tip my cap to them yeah i mean i can kind of tell like you've been a little rattled the last 24 hours or so and like i obviously have too it doesn't feel good but um, you know, we learn from our mistakes I mean, everybody makes mistakes. And if you think you've never made one on social media, then like you're flat out wrong. Um, but we, we didn't delete the tweet. It's still up. If you guys want to see it, cause we're going to wear this one. It's like taking a, taking a fastball to the, to the back. Um, it, it just, we're going to wear it. We're not going to hide behind right, it. Yep. It's, it is what it is. Um, but anyways, man, we, we, we need to talk about this weekend as far as college baseball as a whole, because wow, we learned some things about some teams this week and, I don't know how sustainable what Tennessee is doing is, 
But to me personally, the they have everything. They have. Let's start at the top. We're gonna we're gonna start at the top with Coach Vitello or Vitello. Um, he's he's pretty much pretty much put himself in the conversation of is he the best coach in college baseball? I think it's it's easy to come up with an argument saying yes, he is. Of course, there's gonna be other fan bases that say he hasn't done it long enough. He's never won a national championship. Blah blah blah. What if what if we said he's the hottest coach in college baseball instead of the best? What, are you talking about looks here? Are we talking about? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. Like, there's hottest players that might not be the best player in the country, but they're super hot at the time. I think, can you, you can say the same about coaching. He's just hot right now. He's on fire. Yeah, he's I, and it's been over, like, the last all, three years. He's, he's been... pushing all the right button. Um, is he top 10? I would tell you, absolutely. If, if I'm the athletic director of Tennessee, I, I pay I write him a blank check and say, whatever it takes to keep you for a lifetime, do the Tim Tadlock treatment that they did at Texas Tech. Whatever it costs to, to not have you talk with any other schools, uh, to I mean, we, we will keep you here because it is truly amazing what he has done to that that program who was nothing up until about five years ago. Um, I mean – well, I'm not going to say nothing. They obviously had a good past in the early 2000s, 90s, all that. Yeah, but, they were good back mm-hmm. in the day. I mean – Speaking of back in the day, last night I tweeted for the first. I was like Todd Walker, and I was like, "Dude, it's Todd Helton." I I I, I saw that. I saw that. I, I was like, "Oh my god!" Anyway, speak. He I I'm not gonna lie here. I didn't realize he was that stud. I knew he was a two way guy, but I didn't realize he was that. He holds the Tennessee career saves record. Dude, I want to say he was also the backup quarterback for Peyton Manning. Really? Yeah. I. 99% sure, yes. What an what an athlete. Dude, freak athlete. Anyway, yeah, so Redmond Walsh slammed the door last night um, to get the series win. He now had 20 career saves, which which is, by the way, the exact same I finished with. Um, so shout out to Redmond. With- yeah, so he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll pass me. He'll kick my, kick my ass in that. Um, sh- think, like, about how many, think about how many more saves he would have if they didn't blow, out, blow every team out by 10 runs. I know, right? He would. Ha- he probably have just say three or four more in this part of the season because I think he'd pick. Yeah, yeah, probably. Anyway, three away from tying Todd Helton's record at Tennessee for career save. Um, I'm gonna just go out on a limb here and say he's gonna break it. Uh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> you th- he might not. If they keep beating teams by more than three runs, he, he might not ever break it. Um, but. We started at the top with Vitello, but listen to this. As far as like pitching goes, Tennessee has it. As far as hitting goes, they have it. And as far as fielding, uh, they have it. I don't. Yeah, they have it. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, dude, they they made some damn good plays this weekend as well, Um, and they've been making good plays all year. So I don't know who is going to stop them. Of course, when it comes to college baseball, we know in the postseason, literally anything can happen. A number one overall seed hasn't won it since. Uh, maybe I was just Vanderbilt. About to ask you this later in the show. When is the last time? No, won? Vanderbilt won it as a two seed. UCLA won it or was the one seed that year in 2019. Dude, I don't know. I, I would say probably maybe the, one of the South Carolina teams or. Dude, I, I, I don't know. I, I, that's a, I, I that's don't a good know. question. I don't know. If, you're, I, if you're listening I, to this, if you're listening to this. Send us a tweet yeah, if you know the last time a one overall seed won the national championship. Maybe Texas in 2005. That would I, be. I have no idea. I have no idea. But, Ben, I mean, Lawson is short. Every chopper, he comes through, 
hand he feels it his hand switch glove the hand whatever you want to call it switch it's smooth Trey, uh, Trey Lips commit third makes sliding diving play like mm-hmm. it's routine he makes it look routine it's, it's, it's it, I mean I'm, I don't want to get like all caught up in the hype but a lot of third basemen do it but I mean they just to have that kind of defense on a team with that kind of pitching and that kind of hitting is just like what and all they ask for with the so as a as a coach minded person that I am, if you have such a good offense and you have such a good pitching staff, you just want your defense not to lose you games. No boneheaded routine. plays. Just make routine. Just make the routine play. Don't don't overcomplicate anything. Is and and their defense is doing more than that. Their defense is making plays that are exceptional, not just routine. So. I don't know, man. This as far as the first twenty-eight games of the season go for Vanderbilt, I I have not seen a team as complete as them. And, and dude, they're they're on pace. Looking at the remaining schedule, they could start the year thirty-five and one, and because we looked at it before the show, thirty-five and one because they have a pretty got, soft little stretch. They, here. They've got Lipscomb, Lipscomb this week. Then they've got I don't have Alabama, uh, Auburn, and like Tennessee Tech, then Florida. In Florida, yeah. So, but, man, ah, it's 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 let crazy. Ask, let me ask you a question. I was thinking about this. I think that was the first time I saw Vanderbilt. Like, I don't want to say rattled because I don't I don't want to assume that they were rattled, but it looked like they were not comfortable out there. They weren't they, a better team. They didn't look comfortable. It's the they first time make, they were they were inferior almost. I mean, I mean, like, they were inferior. That's the first time I, I can remember where Vanderbilt was just that much like the talent was just not, not there. I mean, and they're they're good. I think it's just Tennessee and the rest of the country it, um, by but, far. Um, but like when you see teams in regionals in regular season, when they go to Nashville and play Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt is usually the one making the routine plays. Mm-hmm. Um, they're making no mistakes. They're they pitch throw strike. They're not walking guys. They're, they're just a better team. And it was like this is so weird seeing Tennessee just jump out early on mm-hmm. up early every game. They just made no mistake. They were just deep. I was like, this it's been a while since we've seen that. Yeah. Now I know there's a lot of people out there on social media that are saying, Oh man, these guys are they're cheating. They're using hot bats, they're using rolled bats or shaved bats. Um oh my god, I just hit the little button. Did you see that? I just hit the little yeah, video you, button. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, of course, uh, Mike Concha was born this weekend out of uh, Jordan Beck getting called out. After, I mean, it was George Brett 2.0. He hits a home run, rounds the bases, catcher hands the bat to the umpire. Umpire calls him out after review because he didn't have the BB Core sticker on there. Now, there's some rumors flying around that I don't want to address, but I think I'm going to. There, there's some rumors going around that his bat actually failed the – the actual oh, I haven't heard the, any of that. I've got two DMs. I'm not saying who they're from, but two DMs saying that um, it was people at Vanderbilt, like in the press box. And there was rumor. I mean, there wasn't rumors. There was talk going on that the bat was not suitable. Like it was it was adjusted somehow, whether it was shaved or rolled. And how credible are the uh, I mean, the- I, they're, they're not they're not burner accounts. They're real people that said that they wanted to be anonymous. Now, of course, I think they're both Vanderbilt fans, or they work for Vanderbilt. Been there's some some somehow tied um, with Vanderbilt. I don't know exactly the relationship, but um, I think it goes to an appeal now. And I think if Vanderbilt wanted to push the agenda, they could um, have all of the bats tested. So I don't know. I mean, 
I'm gonna just brush this off because I think it didn't matter what bats Tennessee were using. They're just they rake. Um, but we, we you saw it. So interesting. I mean, you saw it with the 11.7 account. How many DMs we got from anonymous sources saying that like there is a a bat problem. Issue. Some people call it a bat pandemic going on in college <laughs> baseball because there is ways around, um, you know, these sticker formats, and there are ways around. Um, you know, shaving the inside of the barrel or, or taking the little cap part off and, and taking the, the inside ring out or rolling the bat. But let me, this is my defense. As a former college hitter, bat tampering has been going on for decades. Let's not, let's not just pretend like this is some like new happen. science. The reason why they're doing it today, if they are doing it, is because this has been done in the past. It doesn't matter what level you're at. I remember being in junior college, we had rolled bats. Um, I didn't partake and I don't want to be the guy saying like I was too good. Uh, I are, are you being truthful about that? Being hundred percent you... truthful. <laughs> I'm kidding. We, I'm we kidding. had, we had two guys in my junior college that used rolled bats. A lot of us were like, I don't want to deal with it because of the risk. Um, cause the caps would pop off if you hit it on the end of the bat. And oh really? It's like at the court, it's the Sammy Sosa cork bat situation. I didn't want to put myself in that position. And I knew, um, like I swung a miss a lot anyway, so it didn't really matter, but and then I remember my freshman year at UT Martin, we had a kid that used a rolled bat as well. Um, his brother, his older brother did it for him, I think. I'm pretty sure. And uh, the ball jumps off the bat a little bit harder. It probably adds another 20 feet to each ball. What would, what would be the equivalent to that? A broken, you remember the black and blue Easton bat with the blue the E? Yeah, the, the e? what LSU did when they won the College World Series in 09, that one. What did they do? No, no, I'm oh, saying they, like that, that they, bat was, I'm yeah. not saying it was rolled. When it, 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 I don't know. I don't remember. I can't describe like what it meant when it was broken. I don't know what it was. Just you knew it was like broken or broken in, whatever. You can the you could hear flew. it like rattle almost. Yeah, the ball would fly off mm -hmm. that bat. I mean, you could take seventy five percent swing and put them out four hundred. Right. Well, I, I don't know if you remember this, but back in the um, it was right before they switched to BB Core. They had those like red Nike bats. They called them the Cherry Bombs. Um, those were easily tampered with. The, like the, like arrow fuse torque something whatever. like that that was a famous one that that kept getting um rigged up the exos were always super easy you could pop the exo cap off with a freaking screwdriver like they but were almost built. anyway i don't want to get too far into that no but it, yeah but i don't anyway. want to i don't want to accuse anybody of anything i'm just saying that no. there are a lot of current players and players that just got drafted or just got um this got done playing that have dm'd us and that everybody knows it's going on and was it interesting though? Wasn't it interesting though? How? Oh, Ben, I lost you there. Anyway, oh, there you, there you are. You're yeah. back. <laughs> Isn't it interesting how it happens so fast? Like third batter of the game, they went straight to the bat. Like they knew they were going to do it. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you saw Coach. I don't want to. I don't want to create any conspiracy, but it was, <laughs> I'm, just observe, I'm just from an observant, observant mm -hmm. point of view. It was interesting how they went. Third batter game, home run. They went straight to the bat. Bang. Yeah. No, it, I know. And I'd, I obviously I'm I'm against cheating, but I did not like that look at all. Um, because the game was on ESPN two, right? It's it's number one Tennessee versus number nine Vanderbilt, whatever they were. Um, and it's on actual TV, so there's probably a lot of first time college baseball we're, watchers, we're, right? Yep. People that we're are watching, watching it for the channel, first time. Ch channel clicker just stopping yeah. by. Yeah, and and so when that happens, the third batter of the game, I think people start scratching their heads and like, is this sport like tainted in a way? Is this uh like what's a, going on here? 
Yeah, like what? Why? Why is this going? Is this a normal thing? And it, yeah, it's happened yeah. the last two weekends for for different teams, right? But it happened to Auburn. It happened to Tennessee. That's telling me that that probably is more prevalent even in the mid major level and then like the minor la- major level. If you're a kid that has chances of maybe getting drafted, and you're in a mid major school, why would you not try to boost your stats up with a with a metal bat? That's that's like the whole sticky substance thing. Like, is yeah. I think that the, I think it's just the hitter's version of pitchers using spider whatever spider tag, rods mm-hmm. and sunscreen or whatever the case may be. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think a, I don't know, man. This sport is, is such is such an art of a sport that little tweaks like that can change a whole game. Like in football. Mm-hmm. I mean, the deflate gate with the football. I mean, how they still have to pass. They still like the defense can still intercept the ball, whether you have the yeah. good ball or not. Um, kickers can like their win. They can get blocked. Even they have a nice kicking. Like baseball is it's such an interesting sport because little things like that can change a whole game. No doubt. So, I mean, it's so, it's equipment. It would be like if. One team in football had pads that broke away, or not broke away, but like were harder to tackle, or whatever it is. But but what I've always said, and what I've always been a preacher of, and I've probably said it a hundred times on this podcast, what I love about college baseball, and what I think a lot of our, like not even our fans, but I think a lot of college baseball fans in general, what they like about it is the the imperfection of it, the how you never know what's going to happen in the game. It's You're always on a cliffhanger. You're always waiting for the next big viral thing to happen because it just tends to happen more often. And right now it's kind of in a low part of maybe potential bats being tampered with. But at the end of the day, does it like, does it matter? Do, would Tennessee have still won the series? I'm not actually, let's not even go down that road. I'm not going to go down that road because I don't no, think Tennessee I think, did. Cheat. I think, I think, let me ask you this. Do you think Tennessee would have been stupid enough to keep using the quote? No, unquote? that's why. That's why I don't that's think. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I think when people are like, oh, check the bats, I'm like, let's be honest here. They probably only, if they had any, only a few, they tossed them in the back of the dugout, put them Said in the bags no. real quick. Mm-hmm. Just, hey, or whatever whatever happened. They Let's be honest. They probably cleaned up and said, hey, just play some ball. And, and honestly, I think there is a part of. Hey, Ben, your Wi-Fi is um, something else tonight. <laughs> the baby on uh, using the Wi-Fi on the iPhone. Yeah, my, my baby's on my three week year old or three week old baby is on his iPad right now. Just watching <laughs> clips. Watching anyway, clips yeah, on hey, YouTube. let's move on from that. that, that yeah, that game but let's let's fun. talk a little bit more about the series just real quick. Um, Vanderbilt, are, are you panicking if you're a Vanderbilt fan? Or is this just you wear this on the chin and say, let's move on? You know, it's what? back to back weeks that they've lost a series. I think, I think Vanderbilt will host a regional. And I think, I think they're good enough to be in a super. Like they're good enough. They, they're pitching it good. Tennessee is just that good. But mm-hmm. Vanderbilt is the kind of team that could be upset in a regional. I can see it. They they get upset. A lot of Fandy fans come back to earth after their big mm-hmm. runs the last couple of years. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I think Vanderbilt's still very good. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens. If Okay, let me ask you this. Who's the best player overall? It could be a pitcher or hitter for Tennessee. 
because obviously we're getting into the territory now of like Golden Spikes watch lists are coming out. I think their team is so good that it might hurt their chances of having somebody win a Golden Spikes because they're they're kind of going to split votes or they're going to get overshadowed by their. I think it helps their chances because they're going to have three or four or five guys that could win it. What now if you have five guys in a a hat drawing, the chances of you winning goes up. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. But I I don't know, man, because if you look at Chase Byrne, Dole Landers just as good. It's almost an automatic W on Friday Mm -hmm. night. Then, okay, but then someone could be like, well, Dole Lander does the same thing. And then you're like, well, true. Mm -hmm. And then you could be like, well, Jordan Beck, Trey Lipscomb, um, Evan Ruff. Then you're just like, who, like, they're, they're all good. All good, man. There's no weaknesses, but um, anyway. So I, I, Tennessee I wanna... has a pretty Tennessee has a pretty favorable schedule moving the rest of the year. They don't have to play against Arkansas. They don't have to play against. Um, uh, there was somebody else big. LSU. They don't have to play. I guess LSU is not that good. Um, no Texas A and M. They don't have to play A and M. They they're on the road at Florida. At home. Uh, I think they're on the road. Yep, they're on the yeah because they have Auburn and I'll. Alabama at home the next two weeks, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. at, at Florida, and then they're at Georgia. And so Georgia just that, Florida. That's what but I was going to anyway. say. Is, is Georgia the second best team? I mean, sorry. No, not the second best, team in the SEC, second best team in the SEC East. Would you put Georgia ahead of everybody else? I know Arkansas is probably the second best team in the SEC, but what Georgia did this weekend against Florida was exciting. It was refreshing, and I think yeah. they're the real deal. I think they're pretty, pretty freaking good. They're pretty they, damn good. I they mean, went on Thursday honest. night. Yeah, they went on Thursday night on a walk off double, and that Two. was with that was against Hunter Barco, who's Florida's best pitcher. And they saved Jonathan Cannon for the next day on Friday night, who's almost an automatic dub. Uh, he came into the game with a forty-three to one strikeout to walk ratio, and he just added to that. And Dude, they, they, I think he had like, I think he had like two or three walks, which was, yeah, but, but they were, I, I'll ban every single one of his walks was like eight, nine, 10 pitch at bat. Like, right. It was foul ball, foul ball, foul ball. And then just, you know, he went for the strike. He went for, to put him away and they took it. They had a good eye on it or whatever. So, yeah. um, I don't so, want to get too caught up in the whole SEC thing to start the show, but yeah, no. Georgia, if you had to rank, if you had to rank three. SEC one to one to five right now, I would, if I had to, I would go, Tennessee, yes. Arkansas, Georgia, Vanderbilt. And this is where it gets tough. Ole Miss, Florida, Mississippi State. Auburn's Kentucky. looked pretty good. Kentucky's looked all right. South Carolina's looked Honestly, all right. I think you have to put Florida there for now. Uh, yeah, Let's Florida or Ole Miss. I think I actually for now, give me Ole Miss at the five spot for now. Yeah. And um Basically, Auburn, the, just kind of wrapping up the big or the SEC, we'll just do this real quick. Uh, Auburn won two out of three at uh, at LSU, which is a huge series win. Uh, they won last week, too. Their, their week can see pros again. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, um, the other big series, though, out of the SEC was, I mean, we kind of touched on it, Ole Miss and Kentucky. Uh, it was at Kentucky and, and Ole Miss. They looked really good. They bounced back from that tough Tennessee week a few weeks ago. And I, I don't know, I'm, man. I'm, just I, I think what we're seeing in the SEC, the top is not so top heavy. In the middle, it's getting more jumbled with no doubt. a bunch of good teams. Because, like, I think Tennessee is, like, way up there, like Vanderbilt in the past. 
but you don't have your four other really good teams. Yeah. Or four well, or I think they. Other- I think there are probably four. I mean, everybody's good in the SEC. Um, but you're right. I don't think it's it's as laid out as it has been in the past, where it's like team A, B, C, D in this order. You can't argue. Let me um, ask you this: Would you say the different? There's twelve teams, right? Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, yeah, fourteen. So, do you think the distance between one or let's just even say two to fourteen is closer now than it was, let's say, last year or two years ago? A hundred percent. Yes. I mean, if you had to pick who was number 14, some people would say Missouri, but they just won two out of three against South Carolina, and, and they, they're they pretty solid. Like I think Missouri could beat Arkansas in a, in a best of three, even though I know they lost two out of three last week to them, but they were all pretty close games. There isn't like a, a seller dweller, at least in my opinion. Maybe Alabama, we haven't seen too much from them. But but, but they but they I think they just they won a game this weekend against a, um, A&M. Yeah. Um, and the third game was close. So, yeah, I think the distance between two and 14 is much closer. Yeah. Now, let me let me talk about this series. I think it got cut out. I'm going to have to edit it out because I was frozen. But Arkansas, uh, Mississippi State, two of the biggest fan bases in the country playing in Arkansas. And Arkansas slapped them around the first two games. But credit to Mississippi State, they salvaged the series. We say it all the time. Don't get swept on the road. Win your series at home. You'll be fine. They salvaged the series in 12 innings today. Um, they looked pretty good. Hey, they looked 0-3 on the weekend versus 1-2. and two is, I mean, it is it's unbelievable. Huge. What a difference. It's a one-game difference versus a three-game. It's, it's crazy what that what a difference it makes. Yeah. Um, Mississippi State obviously has to figure out some things pitching-wise. And uh, we're halfway through the season now, so like they got to start picking it up. But or, offensively – or it's just one of those years where you just kind of piece your piece in part and puzzle your way through the season. Because yep. what? All right, let me. I, I I always mean to ask you this: What is your definition of a successful season? It depends on like what school we're talking about. There are schools Let's where I say, think it's Omaha or bust. I I would say I see. So Mississippi State is an Omaha or bust kind of school. Hundred percent, yes. But what if they? I mean, what if you're on the road? You win a regional. Or you host a regional, go on the road for a super, and you lose the super to a very good team. I don't think you can say you're disappointed with the season. I think they do have the expectation, Omaha, but but you know what I mean. I think this year, if Mississippi State can win a regional, that's a successful season, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah. With uh, with Landon Sims getting hurt and out for the year, yes. Um, now the uh, the the. Crazy thing is, Arkansas is kind of sliding under the radar right now. And we, we talked about it last episode. They're number two team in the country, and nobody is talking about them. They don't have to play Tennessee in the regular season. This kind of feels like the time where Arkansas maybe maybe wins, maybe upsets some people. Or not upset, but maybe they go on to Omaha and, and surprise some people and win a national championship, similar to what Mississippi State did last year, kind of flying Honestly, under the radar. I and like, sneak I like up where you're going with that. I like where you're going. They don't have the full spotlight on them. Yeah, like and they did last year. Tennessee's got the spotlight on them. Yes. Arkansas just plays their ball. They don't have to worry about – because, I mean, Texas have the spotlight on them. And, mm-hmm. yes, there were injuries and other things, but they got caught up. They got went through a struggle. I'm not saying they got caught up in the spotlight, but whenever all eyes are on you – When you have that target up, on your back, it, 
It's, it's hard. hard. It's really hard. I mean, 18 to 22, 23-year-old kids, spotlight on you, error gets, you know, what the whole the whole nine yards. It, it's Social tough. media so starts buzzing. Playing ball. Yeah. Yeah. No um, I, I think I think if you're an Arkansas fan, I think you you love this you're situation happy. right now. Number two team in the country just beat Mississippi State two out of three, and everybody is focused on how good this Tennessee team is. Not one person has said a peep about hey, this Arkansas team is the real deal, um, and they are impressive. I watched a lot of the series this weekend. They are an impressive group of guys that have just a, a different demeanor about themselves this year versus last year. They they seem more focused. They seem more. Um, like chip on their shoulder. And I, I like them. If there was another team to win Omaha this year, win the college world series, I, I'm putting Arkansas right, right there. The value might be there from a betting standpoint, the value might be there. Um, and they're good enough to win it. So like how, dude, how great would it be to see a Tennessee versus Arkansas college world series championship? Cause those two fan bases hate each other. The coaches don't really like each other. Um, Hey, we were talking about it with uh, Pavoloni, by the way. Great episode. Um, mm-hmm. He was he was awesome, dude. Well put together. Um, I don't know if you guys missed that. If you haven't caught in that, go check it out. He was awesome. He gave me the vibe of a very well spoken coach kind of vibe. He, yes. um Like he, I'm sure he liked to have his fun, but he seemed like he would focus on very big things in terms. Of, I don't want to say like not everybody spoke, but anyway. He well put together, well spoken, um, coaching by. He wouldn't even go into detail about the Vitello Van Horn thing. Um, yeah. and so I think that they 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 have they have business respect for each other, but they don't like each other. I think yeah. I think that's the kind of vibe I got from it. They yeah, have a respect, but they mm-hmm. don't. They're they're of course. on the field. I think, you of course, I mean? they have to respect each other just because of the success both of them have had. But as far as like if if they're playing a game against each other, they want to they want to bury the other team. They want to win by twenty runs. So I and love I it. Think that's, I think that's just a, a male hormone. I don't know, like a, <laughs> and like an energy because your former assistant, your former side piece, um, your former assistant, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's gone doing very good thing and it kind of bothers you because it has an impact on you so yep. um, those are the rivalry that are best like coach k just retired he had the same kind of rivalry with yep. other coaches who both are the best at what they do you know so um i don't know dude i want to change it up from the sec um, yeah no that's what i was gonna say the- no 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 like i don't know if i want to oh. see all sec national championship oh yeah i mean i i would love Maybe. to see a team I want to see another small. I want to see a coastal again. I want to see a team who's never won it before win it, and that—that's just. And Arkansas fits the mold. Tennessee fits the mold. Um, I I just think that it's always good to see a team win it for the first time, like we did with Mississippi State last year. Um, But let's move on to my second bullet point here. I know we spent a lot of time on the SEC, but I just felt like that's where a majority of our fans and listeners want to hear about, so we knocked that out first. But the attendance records this weekend were broken. It was beautiful weather across the nation. No snow. No cold winds. No rain or barely I any rain. I hope we're done with it. I hope we are done with the cold. Yeah, and I think we are. We're moving into April now. Um, Southern Miss shattered a record. 16,000 fans over the weekend sold out crowd every single day against Louisiana Tech. That series was fun because it was very back and forth. Southern Miss dominated on Friday. And then Cade Gibson from Louisiana Tech put the team on his back. They won on Saturday. And then Southern Miss bounces back today in front of a huge crowd. Beautiful day outside. 
And, eight and, nothing shutout too. Eight like it nothing was pretty shutout. Dominant. And um, oh my god, I just forgot his name again. I forgot his name twice on the show. The Sunday starter, uh, Waldrop, Southern Miss, Hus, uh, Heston Waldrop. Yes, just dealt today. And Tanner what, Hall what, on what, Friday. What did I say first name was Heston Hurston Waldrop. Hurston Waldrop. Waldrop. It's a tough name to remember. Uh, it's not like a Joe Smith. Because you want to say Heston. Mm-hmm. You want to say Heston, and then with the NASCAR driver, Wal, uh, Waltrip. Yep. The uh, but so our boy Tanner Hall, not our boy, we don't know him, but Tanner Hall, <laughs> <laughs> Tanner Hall pitched excellent on Friday. And it changed up Ben. Right on left as a lefty hitter when a righty had an unbelievable changeup. If oh I know it, it makes it I, makes it a bad day at the plate. I know that's why I'm not playing professional baseball. I know. And he <laughs> he I mean, I know how tough it is to throw a right on right changeup, and he dominates it. He mm-hmm. dominates it, and I mean, they, what what a I don't want to say transformation, but evolution from sophomore midweek starter. Got the stuff. He just needed to show it from Southern Miss to kind of promote him into yep. bigger and better role. And now he's the Friday night guy. Friday night guy just dealing. Um, and then, of course, Waldrip. I mean, this is a series where I said if this was at Louisiana Tech, I'd probably pick them to win the series. And I still feel kind of confident about that. I think the home field advantage played a big factor into Southern Miss just Isn't always – I didn't want to cut you off there. No, Isn't it interesting how we put so much emphasis on home field advantage in the Conference USA? I think it plays a big part. Uh, a lot of them, like I don't even know if Southern Miss has a batter's eye. Like it, there's there's a lot of factors into like making yourself comfortable as a hitter. And you know you got the train tracks in, in center field and right right field at Louisiana Tech that kind of throw people off, but. I don't know, like the, the each fan base, Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss, both show up and they're both loud and crazy. And it's a good environment that players are comfortable playing in at their home field and maybe aren't as comfortable playing on the road. So that's why I think that those two teams, especially this series could have went either way, depending on where it was played. Where, at. Yep. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I think Southern Miss. And you can you can you can eyeglass that series with Dallas Baptist. You know they have some question mark. They're not there yet. They're mm-hmm. not good. It's not good enough to be on the big stage yet. But at the same time, I think they are good enough to be on the big stage. Yeah. But I'm, I, Southern Myth needs to host the regional at home to be in a good position to do loud to things get to Omaha. Season. Right. They need to. They need to host that regional. Mm-hmm. Um, then whatever happens after that, because they, I think they're good enough to go on the road and win two in the postseason in the yeah, super regional. No doubt, but they've got they've got to have that regional at home in Hattiesburg. They've got to host it. Now they they did host the regional in 2017 at Hattiesburg, and I want to say, who did they lose to? Was it Mississippi State? Mississippi State. That was no. That was the Louis, that was the Lafayette regional when Miss, or Ole Miss when Ole Miss went down there. Southern Miss, you're right. I think you're right. Mississippi State did win a regional in Hattiesburg, mm-hmm. and then no, Ole Miss did, won oh, one in Lafayette, right? That's right. Yes, I think you might be right. Um, I don't know. Either way, I was just trying to pull that, they pull that out of host. nowhere. They need to host. They need to host. Which, and I think they can. They continue this. I think they can host a regional, kind of like what. Um, I don't know. We're, we're, well, there's a lot of baseball left. I, I, I like Southern Miss is still my front runner to win Conference USA. Yes. Um, and speaking of Conference USA, Charlotte looked like they were 
healing up. They were getting healthy. They were playing good ball. And they just turned around, get swept on the road at San Antonio, who, by the way, has beaten Stanford. They've beaten mm-hmm. – who else? They've beaten a couple top 25 teams, including um, – Did they beat Texas State on a midweek? Um, I I think – yeah. No, that was Sam Houston. Sam Houston, you're right. They beat, they took that midweek, but um, yeah, I mean, then Old Dominion, um, Old Dominion could be right there. I think they're really good. I think that Southern Miss Old Dominion series could determine your Conference USA regular season. Are they still doing the winner of the regular season host tournament? How does that, I, don't I have, I have no that. idea. No idea. I don't have any clue because that might have been just Tech a COVID host, thing. Louisiana Tech hosted, right? Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know either. <laughs> Um, but, but the other conference attendance U- record uh, – oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to finish up Conference USA. I'm excited to see the Sun Belt next year. Dude, it's going to be loaded. I mean, honestly, Ben, honestly, Ben, this might be the last year Southern Miss is eligible for the mid-major poll because, mm-hmm. I mean, 16,000 a weekend series. I mean, if, if Liberty has 16,000 a weekend series, people would still be like they're mid-major, but they're a big school too, like Southern Miss. So yep. it's interesting. Um, I think this will be their last year because the Sun Belt will not be a mid-major conference. No, the Sun Belt's going to be probably the third best baseball conference next year. And I, I know it sounds crazy, but I think it's going to be better than the Big 12, and I think it's going to be better than the Pac-12, top to uh, Pac- Pac-12 is a solid three, though. Maybe. Uh, it's going to depend on a lot on so? next Don't year. Think, I mean, but if hard. you look at the Sun Belt for next year, I mean, you're going to have – Coastal, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, uh, App State, um, Southern Miss, Louisiana, Texas State, Texas State. Um, uh, there's another big one I'm forgetting. Let me see. 2023 Sun Belt Conference. Um, so Southern Miss, Marshall, Old Dominion are going to be in there July 2nd of mm-hmm. of 2022 or 2023 let me see anyway anyway move on whatever yeah. i'm not gonna make people we'll wait. talk about that in 2023 <laughs> the um the acc had a good weekend though virginia set an attendance record there that place was packed and i love virginia's field i love the outfield seating out in left field um they when that stadium is filled it's kind of like the university of florida's when virginia stadium is filled it makes it look 10 times better but when it's empty it kind of looks a little weird um but it looks so weird when February and March when it's empty. Yeah, it looks so weird. Um, but yeah, no, hey, Virginia, that team when they when they get going, they get going. I mean, they scored ten runs today to take in the fourth inning to blow. They up get Georgia. after it. They get after it. They um, but people that always for, forget. I, I I still don't understand. People always forget that Virginia was in Omaha last year. People make it seem like they came out of nowhere this year. No, they didn't. Like that's that's all it is. But I don't know, man. So Virginia, um, I think, is the favorite to win. Did I cut out again? You did about 10, 20 seconds ago. Okay, jeez, my Wi-Fi <laughs> hey, is trash. We just have to bear with. Hey, um. That picture came up. I was just gonna. I'm just gonna throw this out there because this is mm-hmm. crazy. You go all the way down to Texas. You get uh, Arlington and Texas State in the Sun Belt. Then you get Monroe in La- in Louisiana, 
in Louisiana. Then you get Arkansas State and Little Rock. Then you get Southern Miss, South Alabama, Troy, Georgia State, Georgia Southern Coastal, at Old Dominion, Marshall. Wow. I mean, you've got Old Dominion, you've got Coastal, you've got Georgia Southern. You, I mean, Southern Miss, South Alabama. South Alabama and Georgia State are improving at pro- baseball mm-hmm. program. Text, I mean, South Alabama has always been pretty good, but Texas State is on the rise. I mean, dude, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six teams that I wouldn't even know who to pick to win it. Yeah. It's next year. It's going to be great, and they're not going to be a mid-major conference anymore. I think we can uh, settle on that. But let's go ahead. Um, Notre Dame goes to Tallahassee and sweeps Florida State, which was shocking to me. Even though we picked, we all picked Florida State in our weekend series pick them. It was we knew it was coming. We talked about it. We knew it was coming. We knew this thing was coming. The series was close, though. Uh, credit to Notre Dame. They they kept throwing dudes out there on the mound that were just shoving. And obviously Florida State's pitching staff looked pretty good as well. But Notre Dame, I, I was I was talking crap about them last week, saying that they're frauds and, and all this, and they go to Tallahassee and, and sweep Florida State. So look out for the fighting Irish. They uh they uh, look look like a real contender this year. No, uh I mean they won. They won the close game, and I'm telling you, I, I say this all the time. Ben, good team know how to win close games. I'm not saying Florida State's not good. I'm just saying when it comes down to the nitty gritty, ninth mm-hmm. inning, man on second, who can get the two out hit, who can get the two out strikeout, or whatever the case may be, it tells you a lot about a team in terms of maturity, in terms that they have more than one guy they trust. Because Notre Dame, I think they threw four or five different pitchers from the ninth inning on in yeah. each game. So, like, they they have guys they trust. They have a lot of guys options. It's a big deal when you, when you get to May and June. So, I think Notre Dame just needed to warm up a little bit or something. Yeah, and, just- and this series this, this series is going to stamp on the resume of if Notre Dame is going to host or not because this is going to be a huge resume booster and we all know what they did last year when they hosted the regional. They hit about 30 home runs in three games. Um, and, of course, got matched up in the Super Regional against Mississippi State in Starkville, which is tough. Um, but, yeah, if, if Notre Dame hosts a regional, I like their chances a lot to potentially get to Omaha. They, they're that good. But at the same time, we can't get too high on them off of one series. Like, true, true. Like, like you know, I mean, dude, speaking of ACC and whatever, like Clemson, we got super high on them, and how stupid did we look about that? Yep. And I we mean, look- I, I think I think South Carolina is South Carolina's fault. <laughs> they're the most they're the most sporadic team ever. They I think it's South Carolina's fault for making us think Clemson was really good. But at yeah. the same time, Clemson was really good for beating South Carolina, sweeping them. You know what I mean? Like it's just a mess. Like I don't, I don't know how to clean that up. Who do we blame? (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell do we blame for this? Because Clemson looks like they just got they just got smacked around. Um, They lost a series against NC State this weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, They've lost four straight ACC ACC series to start the year. They've lost Mm -hmm. every single ACC series. They've lost their first four. 
Oh my god! They lost. They, they got. They lost to Miami. They lost to. Yeah, I'll pull it up right now. They lost to Miami. They lost to NC State. They lost Virginia. To, they play Virginia. No. Wake Forest. Um, I'll tell you right now. They lost to Miami. They lost to Pittsburgh. Oh no, three, not four, three. They lost to Miami. Lost to Pitt. And lost to NC State. Wow. They're they're two and six. Then did they start like seventeen and zero? Let me. Oh my. Hold on. Let me see. They, they just were started undefe- fifteen and zero. They they were undefeated. They've lost. They went. They lost four straight. They beat Miami. Lost to the Coastal. Beat Winthrop. Lost two in a row. Won two in a row. Lost two in a row. So they're three and nine. They're like three or four and nine. They're last. Hey, it's the hot, cold, hot theory though. It, it is in full effect for Clemson. That's um, the only thing they can be leaning on right now. Is just saying. I, hey, we were- let, let me ask you this: like between Virginia, Florida State, Notre Dame, Miami. Am I forgetting anybody else in the ACC? Georgia Tech. Who who would you pick today to win that? To win. Who like who was the best team? Best team, in my opinion, is Virginia. It, it's similar to similar and, to oh, like. Wait, 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 we're doing this again. Louisville. Louisville lost the series, didn't they? They did lose the series, but they're also seven and two in the ACC. So, like, I mean, the same Louisville team that swept Notre Dame. I'll tell you a sleeper pick more than Louisville is is Miami. Miami, I think, is nine and three. They're ten and two. Ten and two in the ACC. Ten and two. Those boys are playing good baseball right now, and they 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 sweep they have, Duke. Who Duke's have, not very good. They, they have their bullpen is unbelievable. After like the fifth or sixth inning, if they're within a couple, they have four innings to score. Their bullpen will hold them there. Will keep them there. Or hold them the lead. And I mean, that's a good feeling to have. They two out of three against Boston College. Two out of three at, at Clemson. Swept North Carolina home. Swept Duke on the road. Guess who they played this weekend? Georgia Tech. Virginia. In no, Miami. really. In so Miami. Virginia goes down to. Oh wow, that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun series. What a series! And hey, today I would. Oh, dude, here here we go again with this. Here we go again with this shit. I'm going to get all high and excited about Miami and they're going to let me down. This is like, this is like one of those like series, but I think this will say a lot about both teams. I mean, we know they're both good. We know they're both good, but how good are they? Right. That's a, uh, that's a good point, man. I'm I'm looking forward to that series a lot now. I didn't realize it was this week. I also didn't realize that Miami was going to be this good this year. I, I, I was down on them to start the year, but they proved me wrong. Another team that proved me wrong, um, I guess, to segue. Are we done with the ACC? Because I want to talk about Big 12 here. Um, Yeah, go ahead. Whatever you want. So Texas Tech wins 2-3 against Kansas, right? They they won like 28-3 to yesterday. Lose a game today. That's the, dude, that's the beauty of college baseball, man. You just If you just go out there and compete like Kansas did, it doesn't matter how bad you lose the night before. You, you come out and win. But um, there's one team that's standing out from the rest in the Big 12. It's not Texas. It's not Texas Tech. It's not TCU. It's Oklahoma State, who's undefeated right now in Big 12 play, at least the last time I checked. I, of 
course they're probably not. They're five and one. Did they lose today? Mm, if you thought they were undefeated, I'm gonna yep, they lost to Kansas State today. No, did they really? I just chalked that up as a win. Well, there goes my whole argument. I was gonna say By the way, that was Kansas State's first Big Twelve win of the year. And same with same with Kansas. So Kansas and Kansas State both won today against Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. The uh, the Red Raiders just they overpower t- teams with their offense. When Jace Young is going good and and Parker, um, oh man, Kelly, Parker Kelly, there we go. When they're rolling, man, that that team can just Still flat out Kelly and Jace Young. They can just play with anybody. And, and the man, the myth, the legend, Kurt Wilson. Kurt Wilson, yes, dude. That dude, that's a team right there that just feels like it has Omaha makeup. And I, I was so low on Texas Tech to start the year, I was completely wrong. Can this I ask was... you a question? Mm-hmm. How are you so low on all these good teams, and you're doing so well in the pickup? Like this, this doesn't add up. This does not add up. How are know, you? That's a good point. How are you so wrong with so many teams doing so good in the pickup? I would say because I was right on a lot of teams too. I just don't give myself a lot of credit. Like I said, UCLA is going to be a really good team this year. Um, and I've rid the rode the Southern Miss train all year long. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I am 12 games above 500 in the weekend pick them. So Wait, doing something right. I think you're what are your, I think you're five games up right now on the rest I think of I'm 32 and 15. No, 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 no. We have not picked that many games. I don't know. You do the graphics. What am I at? Let me, I have it. 27 and 15. 27 and 15. So Again, yeah, the rest of us are 22 and 20. Um, Anyways, yeah. going back to the Big 12, though. You look at the Big 12 standings right now. I have them pulled up finally. Yep. You got Kansas and Kansas State, who were 0-5 starting today. Now they're both 1-5 with wins over Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. That's great. Baylor's 2-4. and four. Oklahoma State – or sorry, Oklahoma is 3-3. Three and three. And then Texas is three and three as well. And and they should honestly be two and four. They had to score eleven unanswered runs today to beat Oklahoma. That would be a tough, tough start for Texas. I hey, I would not be surprised if that is what kind of get Texas. Get some going. Get some going. That might be the catalyst to start turning things around for them. They were down big. They make the big run. They come back and win. Confidence goes back up. And juju morale, whatever you want to call it, start the the ties start to turn. So I wouldn't be surprised if Texas start to figure it out because this is their new team, their new identity. Yeah, they, they have it, to they have to have it, a new identity. You're right. I, I I said it before when um Tanner Witt got hurt. Right? Who, yeah. Uh, who yeah. yeah, Tanner Witt, Tanner Witt. Um when he got hurt, it was gonna take them a couple of weeks to figure out who's next, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I think Texas will be fine. Texas will get rolling. Um, yeah. Anyway, keep going on your Big 12 thing. No, yeah, I was going to say uh, Oklahoma showed me a lot this weekend. And they were kind of up in the air for me as far as are they going to be a regional team or not. They showed me a lot. And they were playing at Globe Life Field in, in Texas, so a neutral site. But they uh, they looked like they were looked like they were just as good as this Texas team. And we know how talented this Texas team is. Obviously, I'm not saying they are as good. I'm just saying that this specific week, specific weekend, they were on par with Texas. Maybe other than that one, their last three innings or last four innings of today, they almost looked better. So uh, Oklahoma showed me a lot. Um, but 
TCU and, and West Virginia played the most exciting series in the Big 12, in my opinion, because of what we saw on, on Saturday. Maybe it was Friday. I don't remember. But the, the steal of home to tie the game from, from West Virginia, and then they ended up scoring two runs on that play, which was crazy. Two outs, two strikes in the ninth. They, they went from down one run to up one run, stealing home and then a bad throw. And then the strikeout looking against the TCU hitter, the, the poor freshman, ball looks like it was off the plate by a pretty good amount. And umpire rung him up and kid lost his mind, which he deservedly should have. I thought it was a bad call. What do you think? So I was, what do you think about like when we, we talked about this a couple years ago with um oh my god, Ben, what's his name from Quinnipiac? Oh, um, Colton, Colton, something, Colton Bender. Yep, Bender, Bender. We talked about the whole turning around, sh- showing up the umpire. It's, it's, there's, there, it's, it's, it gets very, very confusing and iffy because you, you like, if a hitter just strikes out in that situation, it just kind of turns around and goes back to the dugout, gives you the, he didn't care that much. He's not, right. but, but he very, it very well is. And then, but if you turn around and react, you're like, "Oh my god, that guy loves it. He competes. He cares a lot about the game." So, it's it's a weird like thing because it's not the right thing to do, but it shows he cared. Mm-hmm. You know, so no, I agree. I agree. It showed he cared, and um, building off of that, so the um, sorry, the the home plate umpire of that game kind of gotten a little spiff again today with um, Kirk Sarlos, head coach of TCU. Sarlos. Yeah, when they were going to review, they went face to face with you, each other in the know, dugout. Do you know what was going? I like I yeah. Saw... So Sarlos did an interview after the game, and he said it had to do with who was who was doing the review, like who was issuing the the challenge. Was it there? Was it the umpire's challenge? Was it from TCU? And apparently, the umpire gave him some attitude, and they went face to face, and the umpire even like bumped him, like went out of his he, way to make like contact. A, like I went to go kiss him. kind of. Yeah, which thing. was a bad look for that umpire. I didn't think he realized that there was cameras on him. And and yeah, so that game, there was some heated stuff between Coach Sarlost and the TCU team and that, that one umpire that we're going to remember. I was so confused why they were in the dugout, what, what was happening. I, it was I a review. And, the, I, and yeah, Sarlost makes... didn't know. He didn't know if it was a TCU review or an umpire review. Cause I guess he had to keep track of how many reviews he had left. So yeah, the, uh, the TCU West Virginia series was, uh, was pretty, pretty fireworky, pretty. And, and West Virginia is usually involved in a lot of those, which is interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. Yes, you're right. The, um, the, hey. the overall thing about the big 12 for me though, is other than Kansas and Kansas state and Baylor, I, I like Oklahoma, Texas, West Virginia, Texas Tech, TCU, and Oklahoma State this year. Uh, and here, here, let me, let me, let me. I, I think I can help you with this. Who do you have most faith in, in terms of like pitching and just I, I, veteran feel? Like they just they they show up and play good ball. They don't have too many like boneheaded things. They don't have too many crooked number innings. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like for example, Texas Tech puts up seven in the first against Texas, or mm-hmm. um, Texas. Are you saying like who, up, who do I think is the best 10. overall team? Like who? Yeah, in terms of like pitching, I, my I, mean, I will give you my answer before you go. 
I think Oklahoma State had the best like put together in terms of no no too high, no too low. Yeah, I w- I would say that's that's fair. I w- it would for me it would come out to be Texas and Oklahoma State. I- I'm not giving up on Texas yet. No, they were me the neither. number one me team neither. in the country for a reason. And yeah, sure, they they lost a, a series at Texas Tech. That's tough to do, but they salvaged it game three. Um, and it, it's tough to win up there in Lubbock. Ben, that schedule was hard, man. It was hard, and they had the target on their back and everything. Now, I would say I was big on TCU going into this weekend. I really was. Um, I thought TCU was like playing just as good baseball as anybody, but they went one and three this week. They lost to UTSA on the midweek, and then they lost two out of three against West Virginia at home. So, and then now they have to go play at Texas, and hey, then they at DBU well, at Texas or against Texas Tech at Oklahoma State. This is a tough at Florida State. This is a really tough stretch here for TCU. Listen to this: they have UT Arlington in the midweek, and then they play three at Texas, one midweek at Dallas Baptist. Um, they host Texas Tech, and then they play three at Oklahoma State, and then they play against Dallas Baptist again. Oh my God! And then they go at Florida State after that. Holy this is TCU's schedule. That's TCU's upcoming schedule. They're nineteen and nine right now. They could they, be twenty four and sixteen by the end of this stretch. I was about to wait. Hold on. They have a three game. They have a three game series at Florida State. Mm-hmm. Wow. April twenty six or April 29th through May first. I love that middle. I do conference too. Play non conference battle. I love that. Um. No but I was picks. just I was going to add on to that with Texas schedule, three against Alabama, Sam Houston, Tennessee, LSU, UCLA, Shriners, two against Texas State, at South Carolina. I mean, they had, they had a five game road trip, which is not easy. Mm-hmm. Charleston and Citadel. Then they got oh, off weekend. They got to smack around Incarnate Word. Um. Then bang, Texas Tech, Texas A and M, Oklahoma, TCU. Like, Listen to this, though. So everybody has this image in their head that Texas Tech just rolled Texas, right? Well, the two games that Texas Tech won were in extra innings. And yep, it no, feels like – it felt like to me, though, Texas Tech was that much better in that series last week. But if you look at it, Texas – Hype-wise, they were that much better. But in terms if of this just, game, If these games were played at Texas, I want to say Texas might, might sweep. even sweep – might even sweep them, right? I don't but, know. That's that's a lot of like who cares about that uh, stuff. But anyways, dude, we got my stop moral. Yeah, my moral of the story here. I think Texas is the real deal. I think Oklahoma State's the real deal, um, and I think they're going to battle it out for the Big Twelve championship. It's, it's as clear as gotta, that. Hey, we keep doing this to ourselves. We get we dive so deep into what we think about these teams, and yeah. then literally three days later, they make us look so stupid. That's what it's all about. That's what we've been doing <laughs> for four years now, Dimitri. We we hype uh, the team up, and then they make us look stupid. That's what it's all about. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we have a lot of baseball left. That's, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. Like halfway through the season, we're 30 games in for most teams, 28 to 30 games. It's halfway point. Um, the, uh, the other conference I want to talk about here is the PAC 12. So the PAC 12 is kind of a mess right now. And I say that because is UCLA going to sustain this for the rest of the season? Are they going to jump around and lose? I mean, they, they swept against Oregon this weekend, which was, a big, big series win, right? So Oregon was seven and two in conference going in this weekend. UCLA sweeps them. Now they're seven and five, and UCLA is six and three. But I said this last show: 
UCLA has gotten up the last two weekends. They won the series at Arizona, and then they they won all three against Oregon. But they do this every year. Well, they they win series that we're like, wow, UCLA is really freaking good this year. They're 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 elite. Blah blah blah. And then they lose a series right after it to a team that they have but, no business losing to. But they're putting it together more than they normally would. That's true. That's I, true. I mean, like we we like they. Two out of three in the Shriners, they okay at US or at home versus USC. That's a little head scratcher there. Like, what? How the hell did they lose to USC at home? You know? Yeah. And then everyone was like, "Hey, USC might be pretty good this year." Um, but I mean, to win back to back series against Arizona and Oregon says a lot. And I, I guarantee they're going to lose two out of three against Utah. They go at Utah, <laughs> let down series. It's going to happen. You can you can write that in, in pen, not pencil. Uh, the, uh, I'm going to disagree with you there. Should we put know. that on the pick em so I can gain a game on you? Yes, let's do it. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm super super confident about that. Um, but yeah, the Oregon UCLA series. It felt like Oregon had the lead in all three games. I don't know if that's true or not, but felt like we were tweeting out clips of. UCLA like having comebacks late in the game. Um, <clears throat> hold on, I'll tell you right now. Oregon was up two nothing, first game. UCLA answered with three runs to win three to two. Mm-hmm. Second game, <clears throat> Oregon was up two nothing. UCLA scored one, and then UCLA scored three to to win that game. So they mm-hmm. won four to three. Today. Oregon was up. Today was back and forth, if I remember. It was like one, it was one nothing in the first. UCLA scored in the first, one one. Oregon scored in the second, and then scored in the third. So up three to one. UCLA scored one in the third, three to two. Oregon scored again in the fourth, so it was four to two. And then UCLA tied it up, four mm-hmm. four. And then they took the lead in the seventh, five four, and they lost. And they so won. I was right. UCLA had had to come back in all three games, but. Honestly, man, I like seeing that. I, I don't know if it's I, – I, I think that's – it tells me more about UCLA being a good team and scrapping and fighting for wins other than Oregon just blowing games. Because But it also speaks a lot about how Oregon couldn't hold a lead. So, but, they, you know, they were also but on I, the road. I think, I think you're right, though. UCLA were down in all three games, found a way to come back and win. And, dude, their pitching is good. Yeah. Their pitching is good. Now, the the crazy thing about the, the Pac-12 right now is, in my opinion, the two best teams in the Pac-12, neither one of them are, is at the top of the standings. The, the team in first is Arizona. And, it, I mean, of course, Arizona's played a little bit softer schedule. Um, wow, actually, I'm looking at their schedule. They, they won two out of three against Cal, swept Stanford, lost two out of three against UCLA, and then swept Washington. Man, I don't know. The Pac-12. Dude, dude, a conference sweep is hard. It's you know so that. Hard. Yeah. You know that how hard. The moment you play a conference game, everything changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, like a conference sweep is hard. I don't care if Washington is not very good this year. You sweeping them. I mean, yeah, look at that. They won seven to six in 11 innings today. Mm-hmm. That's how that you're always that close game. You win that one, you're in great shape. Yeah. You know what? I'm looking at the the Pac-12 right now. You know who's getting hot again is Stanford. So they open up Pac-12 play and they lose two out of three to Oregon. They lose they get swept by Arizona. 
But since then, they sweep Washington State and win two out of three against Oregon State. One loss was an 11 innings yesterday. The the Cardinal, they look pretty good right now. And sure, they were they were preseason ranked pretty high, and they started out the season great. But um, they're starting to play fifty fifth game. A, a series win at Oregon State that that speaks a. Hey, you. We did go a solid twenty five minutes there without any breakup. <laughs> My wife, that's, a, that's good. Yeah. The, uh, but going back to it, Stanford. They, you know, they play against St. Mary's and Arizona State this week, and then they kind of fiddle around. They go to UCLA, but they kind of close the Pac twelve on a very weak schedule. Um, Washington, Cal, Utah, USC. I mean, this Stanford team can put it together and make another Omaha run. I, I believe in it. Hey, we talk a lot of shit. We talk bad about Arizona State. And rightfully I mean, so. They're below 500 this year, 13 and 16. I know, but like two out of three against Washington, two out of three against Cal, both at home. Uh, hey, they have a non conf Wait, why do they play Arizona in a midweek with a Pac 12 logo? So it counts toward their conference record? No, no, the midweeks no. don't. No, 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 no. I, there's no way. Could they still unless play it's for- unless it's a makeup game? Nope, not a makeup game. Is look no, but but it has the Pac-12 logo. Why would that be a conference game? I, dude, I don't know. There's no way it counts as a conference game. No, I kind of like that though. Yeah, like if Florida State and Miami played a midweek, Georgia, Georgia Tech. Well, they're not in the same conference. That's stupid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so. Hey, Pac-12 is a mess, too. But they have that conference tournament. I'm so happy. First year, they're going to have that conference tournament, which I'm super excited about. Late night Pac-12 after dark tournament? Let's conference sign me up. Dogpiling at like midnight on Saturday? Give me all of that. Give me all of that. Um, hey, the- speaking of, before I forget, Gulf Coast, Kennesaw, A-Sun, um, Liberty is getting smacked around. The team we were super high on mm-hmm. um, for the Atlantic Sun Conference, by the way. Um, I'm going to pull it up right now. Um, Liberty's got a little bit of hot, cold, hot in them. I could see them getting Liberty, hot in the Liberty, Liberty has some injury. Liberty has some things going on. But they're they're playing bad now. They're, yeah. they're, they lost back-to-back conference series against Jacksonville and Stetson. Um, Florida Gulf Coast. It's pretty good, man. They won back-to-back walk-offs yesterday and today to take the series against Kennesaw. Um, I mean, I think I think when you look at mid-major teams who are going to be two seeds, a lot of big schools like to keep an eye on who's good, who's not good in terms of teams who are going to fill up their regional. Right. Kennesaw, Liberty, Florida Gulf Coast, I would not want them. In my regional. Well, they wouldn't be a two seed. They would all probably be three seeds, wouldn't you say? I'm just saying, I'm just saying in general, two, three, or four. I wouldn't really want them in my regional. No. I mean, the A-Suns, they look pretty good this year. And Eastern Kentucky's 20 and five. They're in the A-Sun again this year. Or 20 and eight. 20 and eight. Um, I mean, Kennesaw's RPI is at 13. This, when you're halfway through the year and your RPI is that high, let me let me see how many let me see if they have much RPI keep them up there you know because when you play somebody terrible team it, it drops fast 
but um, Georgia Southern RPI 19, Georgia RPI 3, Liberty 53, Georgia RPI 3, Florida Gulf Coast 64, and Liberty they, 53. So they have RP, they, they can keep their RPI up. Yeah, they have some meat on the bone there to maybe get an at large bid. I could see it. They play a lot of games against Liberty. Geez, six. I know, and Florida Gulf Coast. They have three more. Wow, dude, that's crazy. I don't the, like uh, that. I don't like playing the same team twice in one season. No. You play your three, you're done for the year. Yeah. I just think that ASUN just they, they have a team problem. There's not enough teams in there to have like a full um, conference schedule. Yeah, no. Um but what else what else happened this weekend? I was gonna say the the other the only other thing that's like major newsworthy is Iona. They could have won two games this weekend and blew them both. So now they are 0-28 this year, which is so funny to me because how many times do we get Wait, to see the best or, No, they're 0-22. Their losing streak continues from last year. Oh, okay, 0-22. But the, the cool thing is we got to see the best team in college baseball play against the worst team in college baseball with Tennessee playing against Iona earlier in the season. And if you remember that, it was an absolute bloodbath. I felt bad. I really felt bad for them. And – whether I'm supposed to feel bad for them or not is up for debate because, you know, like it's still D1, still men, guy playing hard, trying hard. You know, they're going to figure it out, go through tough stuff, but go ahead. 27 to one, 29 to nothing and 12 to two in seven innings. That was before we knew how good Tennessee was. And that was before we knew how bad Iona was. But after that series, we were uh, pretty, pretty assured that, they were best and the worst in the country. Um, ah, dude, dude, Ben, how do you do? I mean, how many did you lose? In a, did you lose twenty eight in a row ever in your no, career? No, 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 no. When I was nine and forty, I think our longest lose streak was like twelve or thirteen, which felt like a lot. But twenty. I mean, imagine go showing up to the park. Let's just say you're a sophomore, junior, or senior at Iona. You're you're you've been through that whole entire streak. Showing up to the park 29 times, losing every time. That that's tough, man. That's tough to show up to the cages, show up, get your stretch in, show up mm-hmm. and you know, be on time, get out get out of class, go to class knowing you've lost. You're you have nothing. Yep. I mean, like, what what do you have to look forward to? That first win? That's gonna be exciting, but like, oh my god. I'll tell you what they have to look forward to. April 14th through the 16th, they play against St. Peter's, who might be one of the like bottom ten teams in the country. That'll be a fun series. We got to cover that one pretty well. But, anyways, man, that's all the notes I had from this weekend. Of course, there was a lot of um, you know exciting things, but it's just it, it keeps building on each other. Each week in college baseball has been fun this year. I uh, felt like there's a lot more presence. Uh, people watching games, people betting on games, people following social media more, and. It gets me excited because now that the weather's starting to warm up, you're starting to see more attendance records broken, which is just con- going to continue to add to this um, this fun season we have moving forward. But we'll be back yeah, on let's, Thursday. Let's end on this. Let's end on mm-hmm. this real quick. Do you think these attendance records are being broken because schools because schools are usually always growing, right? Or no? Am I wrong on that? I, I think so. Schools, for the most part, are always percentage-wise growing in a positive direction. So as these schools are getting better, like at what point, when when do we start going sideways? Because, for example, Mercer, since I've been there, they've grown a lot. 
mm-hmm. new stadium. I'm starting to see more people at the game because mm-hmm. we had a lot of fans, you know, for the George, George Tech, the big, right. the big in-state rivalry. But when it came to the weekend, it was family and some students. Yeah, that was usually our attendance. Some students, girlfriends, friends, and family. It wasn't a whole, it wasn't like a whole lot of Middle Georgia people. So when you look at Southern Miss, the schools are getting bigger. Attendance is gonna obviously go up. How much? It depends, you know. So like, at what point do these schools stop getting bigger? Yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah, I also to be devil's advocate, I think there's a lot more students like taking online classes because of COVID and stuff. So I don't know if like that many people are more people are living on campus, but for the most part, I think I think the number one factor to why attendance records are being broken is success. Um, if Southern Miss wasn't good this year, they would not be breaking attendance records. If Virginia was not good this year, they would not be breaking attendance but records. Virginia has been good in years past and they're breaking records. So yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. In the sport is going way up. Interest in the sport is going way up, but. You know what I mean? Like, what? Like, I wonder, like, how much of it is just pure population growing, and like, wh- how much of it is population growing, and how much of it is interest? You know, I think it's a combination of both. At the end of the day, I would I would say more interest, really, because I think people are now starting to see the the good side of college baseball and how fun it can be, and that that just strikes some interest. You know. Nine-year-old select or travel ball team is going to go travel to the game and watch it together. Like boom, there's, popularity, yep. there's there's a hundred more people there, um, and I don't know. I think I think popularity is a big part, and I also just think like people are starting to enjoy going outside more because we were locked up inside for two years. They want to go out and watch a game, and uh, I think schools are doing a great job of advertising more and uh, providing more value as far as tickets go and food and stuff like that. More stadiums are selling beer, so now uh, twenty. 25 to 30 year old dudes that aren't doing anything else are going to the game and, and drinking some beer. Um, but that's a good question, man. I don't know. I, I expect to continue to see more attendance records broken like throughout each week in college baseball. It would, it would shock me to not see any more the rest of the year. Have we hit a max capacity in Omaha? Like, is yeah. it, like, like is the record the max? Yeah. So it can't, it can't technically, it cannot be broken. Or that, that I don't that know. I guess there's, I, I mean, we'll see. That's I don't know. I'm just curious, but anyway, yeah, no, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to see as we start getting to the May, end of April, early May, it rolling into conference tournament. It's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, conference tournaments are gonna sneak up on us now. It's probably six weeks away. It's crazy. The uh, wow, yeah, no, we are literally. I think we're six weeks away. It's nuts. It's it's a good thing though. Anyways, man, we'll be back Thursday with a guest picker, and uh, I'm sure Des and Sony will be back as well. Um, again, follow us on social media. If you ever have any questions, just DM us. We're, we, we try to reply to everybody. There's just sometimes we get so many that it's hard. Um, but we'll be back for the midweeks. We'll be covering that on social media as well. If you have any questions, just let us know. But appreciate you guys for listening. Y'all have yep. a good one. Hey, always a pleasure.